to the Jacob Wayne show. I am your Jacob Wayne and the sensual Kellen Gibbons is here with me once again. How you doing, buddy? Good. Feeling good. sensual. That's good. Um it's <laughs> been a minute since we've done this and uh probably we'll just do a lot of catch up on this episode and get back in the groove of things. Um you came down and visited and we got up to some shenanigans and then you went on okay. another trip. So before we dive into any of that, uh, what are you sipping on, sir? Mm-hmm. You can see oh, that line. Well, look, it disappears. The thing thinks it's my background. It's a drink. It's a uh, drink I want it. There it is. What is it? It's a Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition. I bought some for the backpacking trip I went on, and I decided to keep it around a little bit. I have it on some ice. It's very tasty. I haven't drinking whiskey on ice in a long time. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a nice little treat. I can't do whiskey mm-hmm. all the time, but yeah, a little bit of sipping whiskey here and there is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing a pineapple upside down cake Berliner by the Weldworks. What? They didn't have that one when we went. No, they didn't. Good. It was the next time we went. Uh, Neil and I went one more time. I think that was the only new one I recognized. Um, Yeah, it's brewed with pineapple puree, almonds, milk, sugar, vanilla, and vanilla cake mix. Oh, God. That sounds amazing. All the other beers I got there were so good. We took them on our trip and had them at the the trailhead, and they were something else. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, we might as well jump into a little bit of that. You got to finally go to Weldworks. Um, yeah. What was your impression? That was awesome. We're cool, cool spot, fun little place to hang out, and super, super tasty beers. We got like two different flights and had some amazing stuff. I think my favorite, I really like that orange cream sickle, and then that uh, one Bam Tangerine, whatever that one was. Really bam, good Bam Tangerine yeah that was tasty oh yeah those are very good um the summer side or summer curbside or something like that was really tasty Mm. yeah and we went through two flights so by the time i got to it the first time i was like yeah that's pretty tasty and just like whatever but when i went back with neil it just was clearly my favorite out of just one flight so i don't know if it was a different batch or whatever but that was awesome. Yeah, that's some solid beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we uh I suppose usually we get into food stuff a little bit. Uh before we get into any of the restaurants and stuff that we hit up while you were here. Um, have you been cooking anything interesting lately? Uh no. Being being on the week long backpacking trip, that food is like the least interesting thing. That's like what gets you out of the backpacking. Like that's when that's why you have to leave is because the food sucks so bad <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah what about you um i'm gonna be trying some out a little later tonight which is a thing i learned from a youtube video if i could remember the channel i'd say it but uh it's this guy that i think he takes an ingredient and he tries to come up with four affordable ways to cook it as like four meals and uh, I'm just going to do the first one. It's uh, with chickpeas. So it's like a uh, chickpea um, chorizo um, hash. And then you put some eggs in that and just some uh, uh, avocado. 
and Ooh. yeah that looks pretty tasty so i'm going to try that out but that's something you can make for less than five dollars that sounds uh very tasty yeah and then there's this other thing i think i'm going to try out which is uh these like pickled chips where you take mm-hmm. like a cupcake uh in pit what's the word i'm looking for tray ah yeah and uh, you put a little bit of cheese in it, then you put a couple slices of pickles and then a little more cheese on top and you just bake that at 400 for about 15 minutes and make some of these little melty cheese pickle chips. Whoa, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try that out. But uh, other than that, nothing else too adventurous. So let's get into some of the restaurants. Uh, we hit up a lot of our classics here in Fort Collins, uh, Chiba Hut. Always a favorite. Did we ever get to Music City Hot Chicken? No, not this time. Mm. Well, yeah, Big we need sad. to next time. Um, we did the La Creperie. One of my favorites. Lucille's. Also a favorite. I and don't know if I'm Bawarchi. Oh, yeah, Bawarchi Biryani. Yeah. By Warchi Biryani. Yeah. And I need to quit getting the biryani there because it's too good and it's too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I get I get it the first night and then I'm just like eating because what I love is that they have goat and lamb. Mm. So I get the goat yeah. biryani and I'm just like eating all the pieces of meat and getting some good, you know, forkfuls of rice. But then you've barely even eaten half of it. And then you put it in the fridge, and then you know how rice gets in the fridge after like even a day or two. You're like, yeah, not the best. And then I ate all the meat bits, so then it's just like I'm gonna waste this. So toss it. It's just it's too good. You could get one of those and split it between two people, and you'd probably be completely satisfied. There you go. So I just need to start going there and really trying out all the other little things on the menu. Um, yeah. What did yeah. you get there? I got some kind of goat curry, but mm. and it was so delicious. I just remember uh I ordered I ordered mild on the spice. I think I ordered like a three or a five, and that shit came out like that's like the hottest thing I've eaten in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. It was good, it was delicious, and I kept I ate the whole thing, but I paid for it dearly. Well, that there's a testament to yeah. how good it was. You're not yeah. as into the spice. Speaking of spice, um, here's this shirt. Oh, hell Ed yeah. Gink, represent that hot sauce company. They're a Cambodian-American hot sauce. Ooh. So shout out to them. It's a very comfy shirt. I've had it for a few years and great hot sauce. Hell yeah. Um, is there any Fort Collins restaurants I'm forgetting? I can't think of any. That was all the ones at FC that I remember. There was that issue with the Dazbog, which is a very tasty little spot. But I feel like yeah. every time we go there, it's like, we just decided to close it too. Sorry. Yeah, like 50% of the time I've ever been there, they've been closed, which is a huge, huge bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could have gone to the human being. That was yeah. like our first destination when you visited during the beginning of COVID. Yeah, I think we walked down there just to see what they were doing, and then they're like, "You can't come to the window anymore. You got to come in a car." Yeah, because cars keep the COVID in them. It doesn't. You can't transmit COVID mm-hmm. from a car. And then, uh, yeah, some will rename nameless, but there was some paranoid thoughts about what does this all mean with our little crew, and just yep. a lot of speculation and paranoia. And, you know, luckily the whole country's, you know, gotten on the same page and gotten the vaccine and it's over. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So one thing I was going to get into, though, is uh, we went down to Denver um, Mm -hmm. to see Doug Stanhope on August 21st. The next day was my birthday. It was kind of a fun little uh, birthday weekend, an opportunity to have a bunch of buddies visit. So we went down to Denver, got this pretty sweet Airbnb. Yeah. Um, do you remember the location of Denver? Not uh, like the address, but like the area of Denver. No, I can't remember. I know it's you know it's pretty close to that 
that theater, I guess. So, yeah. So Doug that Stanhope side. was at the Oriental Theater. Yeah, it was a great spot. It was my first time going there, and mm-hmm. where the Airbnb was, it was seemed super chill and nice. And I, I guess it would have been like the northwest end of Denver. Yeah, something like that. Like the closest to Fort Collins, I think, was up yeah. in that area. So, so we dropped off our stuff, went down to the Oriental Theater. Right across the street is this awesome spot. It was the Grateful? The Grateful Gnome. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like Grateful Dead vibes, but then there's gnome stuff and like it's just this uh, sandwich spot. Brewery. And brewery. And the beers are really good and everything. I have been spoiled by Weldworks lately. And as you have probably all heard by now, I'm not as big into beer. I hang out on seltzers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't speak to the beer too specifically. They did have a pretty good nitro like coffee one that I drank right before the show to kind of perk up a bit. But yeah, the good. sandwiches were just godly. Um I always like to try a meatball sub or a Cuban at a new sandwich spot. The Cuban's kind of been a recent obsession of mine. Yeah. I was a seesawing, but then I got the Cuban and man, I was just so pleased with that. Yeah. Uh, Took a big old bite out of our buddy Neil's sandwich. He had this big old turkey club, I think. And I mean, that was solid too. Yeah. They had so many sandwiches. It was awesome. What'd you end up getting there? I got the the Denver dip. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. Laju. It was tasty. But yeah, and all the beer was killer. And it's just a cool place, you know, really cool vibe. I would totally be chilling there if I lived in that area. That'd be my bar. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm excited to like have another reason to go there. I think we were gonna go see Devin Townsend there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the theater. Yeah. So Sometime in the future, we'll head back, and I can't wait to try more of that restaurant. But then we went in to see Doug Stanhope, which, uh, if you don't know, he's a comedian's comedian. He's, like, one of the best working today. Um, I think as more and more people learn about him, especially as time goes on, he'll go down as one of the greats. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've even heard uh, David Tell say that Doug Stanhope is his favorite comedian. Oh, wow. And I mean, David Tell is one of my favorites. So um, it was pretty great, though, because he was clearly like working out a lot of his stuff. And so you could really kind of see one of the better comedians out there work on their material and construct the jokes and the premises. Like he had a pretty great bit about the vaccine and Mm -hmm. taking kids to school and he kept kind of weaving that in and out of just other things did a little bit of crowd work but then you know as you're like this is pretty solid you know like you're laughing but then he starts to go into his material that he's honed a bit more and then it's just like oh holy shit it's just like bang 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 like and it's just it's a great crowd too because uh um yeah it's his crowd you know they're probably a lot of like drunks and libertarians and things of that nature but you know not the annoying QAnon libertarian like the i just want to get fucked up and uh fuck the government (laughs) so there's a lot of like loosey-goosey people having sex in the bathroom wandering to the bar halfway through a thing and doug stanhope is so used to that and probably a part of this general vibe that he can just keep going on his material and nothing's interrupted. So there was kind of a lot of like hustle and bustle and movement that you don't normally see at a lot of comedy shows. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, do you remember the opener? I still never looked up his last name, junior or something. I'll see if I can find it. Like you want to talk about. It. Yeah. Um, he kind of had a mixture of like Sam Kinison, uh, little bit of Stephen Wright. I feel like I was thinking one other guy. But uh oh Bobcat Goldwaith and um he he really worked with 
pacing well like letting a joke just kind of sit on top of you and then it hits and then he kind of lets it sit for a minute um he had a lot of these like kind of weird surreal like takes on really mundane material like he went off on dating but in like a really weird meta it's all all about how he's talking about it it's not even that he's really talking about it trying to like not give it away Uh uh-huh but uh he was on last comic standing yeah junior stopka junior stopka yeah yeah so he was pretty pretty damn good and enjoyed him yeah obviously both comedians are more offensive than others so keep that in mind if you go check them out like because I'm sure they don't want to hear your complaints and you don't want to be offended, right? So just don't listen to them. They're not giving any. You're just taking it. Yeah. So we watched that. We had some good drinks. Uh, oh, yeah. Too that much was one. pizza. Well, I was going to get to that part. Oh, the drinks at the show. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, there was one funny part where we were up top in the Oriental Theater and they have a bar up there. And I think it was the you know theater owner or something like that he was just like oh by the way you know feel free to move around there's a bar upstairs too and everybody upstairs is like shh (laughs) boo how dare you (laughs) don't tell them the line was so short yeah but luckily it didn't really affect things too much it looked like there's a pretty good balance so we leave the theater we're all pretty hungry it's like all right Let's get a little like a drink or some grub before we're heading back. So we started kind of looking around at stuff nearby. And there's this Atomic Cowboy restaurant. Yeah. And uh, trying to not like come down on this guy too hard because it like wasn't (laughs) even that big of a deal. But like we went in there and it was just like, there's kind of just like, are we like welcome in here? Because there's just kind of like this, like, who, who are all these fucking guys showing up? <laughs> and they're just like, hmm, all right. And so we just sat down in the booth and then the server came up and he just, he's like, yeah. So what do you want? Like, kind of just like really <laughs> matter of fact, like, what do you even fucking, you want food or something? Like, Pfft. And we're just like, wow, all right, we'll have a beer. You know, sorry, sir. That being said, you know, it's like, all right, we got, looks like pizza here, that kind of stuff. Got some incredible pretzel bites. And then we're like, well, like we ate earlier. We're just looking for a little snack. Maybe we just get one pizza we can all share. Yeah. And there was like a 20-inch pizza or 26. Yep. And it was like, we'll just do the 20. That's even, that's pretty big. And just got the meat lovers or whatever. But he comes back like, you can't get the 20 inch right now. It has to be the 26 inch. We're like, okay, like, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> he brings out this giant 26 inch pizza, like New York City slices. Enormous. And it was super, super tasty. But uh, yeah. It was also, you know, pretty damn filling. Didn't finish it. (laughs) And then we got out and we got an Uber and it cost like $600. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) But it was insane. Like, wow. Yeah. So I think we bit the bullet. It was really something more like 60, 70 bucks, something like that. Yep. And so, yeah, we split it. Went back to the Airbnb, played Sorry. Did a little drinking game of that. Took some silly fucking photos and it was a hell of a night. Indeed. We woke up the next day, went to The Radiator. The Radiator. It was like a bagel joint, right? Well, it was a bar by night. Bagel coffee joint by morning. (laughs) Oh, and like a mini dog dog park. park. Yeah, (laughs) it was awesome. Yeah, I got the locks, which I think one of the only reasons I got it is I love salmon in the morning lately. And mm. that game Valheim that we play 
there's like yeah. the lox meat and it just made me think about that so i was like all right yeah look at the lox but that was super tasty there um we didn't get to eat at the Zomama. It was that awesome noodle joint down by mm-hmm. the Union Station in Denver. But we went to... Something horse. Maybe? I can't remember. Yeah, some kind of gastro eatery. Oh, really yeah, it was expensive. a gastro pub. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, super pricey. The food was good. Got like it this uh, queso chips and uh, you got something. Some chicken. Yeah. Really. They called it, it was chicken tenders. They called it something else, but it was chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously one of those places that is like, yeah, this is a pub. And we're trying to be fancier than we really are. But uh, yeah, so it was a hell of a gastro adventure. Yeah. Lots of food. So much yeah. food. But it was just great hanging out with all the boys. You guys got to meet my buddy Devin. Um, just watched a bunch of good movies, which I guess unless there's like some food or Denver stuff you wanted to get into, we could do movies real quick. Yeah, let's go to movies. All righty. Uh, chatting movies! We're going to figure out the song thing. Soundboard incoming someday. Yes. We, and if you know anything about that, feel free to write us at the Jacob Wayne Show at gmail.com. We might and, hire you as our tech director. Ooh, that'd be nice. All right. So I watched a shit ton of movies. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to go super quick through these. Um, when Devin showed up, the first thing we watched was They Live. Have you seen that? No. That is the one where the guy is like, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, my God. Shooting people. Um, It's like they got the sunglasses, and then he can see, like, the signs in the street that say obey or consume. It's Uh. a John Carpenter movie. He's the guy that did Big Trouble in Little China and The Thing. Um, escape from new york like awesome director i really need to like see all his stuff but they live as a classic um little bit of trivia there's an episode of south park called cripple fight and they designed that whole fight off of the fight in they live oh nice he's like you dirty motherfucker (laughs) it's just that whole thing so that was, I think that was the reason me and my buddy Steve watched They Live back in the day was just to see that fight and then we loved the rest of it. But trying to move on a little quicker, we then watched Hellraiser. Have you seen that? Oh man, like maybe a long time ago. Yeah, not as much about Pinhead as you would think. It's kind of like this weird body horror sexual thing and I think it's actually pretty awesome, even though it it is really cheesy, too. It's like a really good mixture between the two. Um, Then you showed up and we watched The Lawnmower Man. And awesome. Yeah. uh, We we were pretty, I was pretty faded that night. So I don't really remember, but we watched like the director's cut, which I found to be not anywhere near as good as the other version. Yeah, it was like totally different. Mm-hmm. But uh, awesome movie. Um, Pierce Brosnan, Chimp with a Gun, uh, Cyborg Man. Yep. <laughs> Looks like Trey Parker. It's, it's awesome. Great movie. Then, after our Denver shenanigans, we got back on Sunday night and watched Chocolate. That's a Muay Thai film about a autistic girl who study he just watches and then like memorizes uh how to do um that kind of martial arts what did i just say muay thai muay thai yeah and uh it's a very silly cheesy thai film but i think it's also very entertaining and pretty good fight choreography it's not as good as the protector with uh, tony ja which yeah. you should see as well if you're into that kind of stuff but uh, dude the yeah. craziest part about that movie was after the credits where they showed the 
the dudes like actually like falling off of buildings. I was like, yeah. oh, they didn't do stunts. They just literally fell off that building. Okay. We're going to throw you <laughs> off right here and hopefully only break your shoulder, you know. Land your, soft. Land soft. That's brutal. Yeah, it was. And they're all like super happy about it. Like, you know, we're just, we're just trying to make a movie in Thailand. Like, I'm in a movie. It's a little rough. But uh, yeah, it was a good, good movie. Then the next day we watched Idiocracy. And uh, that oh, yeah. was the first time I'd seen that in years. And it really holds up. Um, Classic. So funny. Yeah. Too, too close to home now. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. The idiots nowadays aren't as funny. No. Like, I would kind of be okay with this version of idiocy. I'm a fuck all y'all. Are you want to go family style on her? <laughs> uh, just, uh, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's too much stuff. We could just be running through quotes. But if you haven't yep. seen Idiocracy, check that out. Um, then we watched Tiptoes. Tiptoes. With uh, Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman playing a little person. But this was released in 2003, so people are a little more flippant with, like, they're like, I ate a midget. You just say it. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> you're like, you're not a what? <laughs> I'm a dwarf. You're I'm a dwarf. A, we're all dwarfs. Like, what? Uh, oh, <laughs> Matthew, yeah. easy. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey is such a piece of shit through the whole movie. I know he I thought he was gonna be like the character that grows and changes, but now he just no, sucks the whole He time. got worse. Yeah. It's like, what is this movie? <laughs> oh my god. And then it just his Gary Oldman's little pillow stuffed legs when he's like in the couch. Uh, just uh and they the how they just have Kate him Beckinsale's shitty outfits. <laughs> I'm an art ass. I'm just expressing <laughs> myself. Like you're like nobody wears that. Nobody. She's like then, wearing like a a general coat and then little pom pom beanie hat with like boxer shorts on. Like, <laughs> what? And they thought they could just get away with never shooting Gary Oldman's legs, like when he's moving or walking or standing, and he yeah. would look like normally sized. Yeah, it didn't work at all. It He's clearly not, not shuffling work. around on, on his, his knees. knees. Like, it's blatantly obvious. And he's like, that man deserves an Academy Award. I can't remember if he ever actually got one. But yeah, that one, that whole movie is like, what the fuck was everybody thinking? How did it has, uh, what's his name? He played Tyrion in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Um, ah. He's like a French militant communist playboy who sleeps with Patricia Arquette. And then he's just like, the only real power comes from the barrel of a gun. He has a terrible French accent. I think that was one of his first movies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yep. So rent it because it's kind of, you're not going to see it streaming. Nope. <laughs> Watch tiptoes. Worth it. Um, that might have been the last movie you were there for. So then the next night we watched American Psycho. Have you seen that? I don't think so. I think that's what I missed. You gotta check it out, man. Just for the pure um psychosis of how into like Huey Lewis and the news he is like oh, yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff like an atm telling him to feed a cat to it <laughs> huh and just being obsessed about people's business cards and what kind of paper they're printed on like it's it's a classic uh christian bale it's like one of my favorite roles of his um yeah it's disturbing and weird and it's just a total commentary on like the vacuous coke snorting materialism of the 80s so really good movie then we watched the lighthouse have you seen that yet 
No, that one's on my list still. I'm going to check that one out. We're going to need to watch that together because this okay. is the second time I watched it and I loved it way even more. And it's just filled to the brim with like nautical northeast 1800s like English. So it's like a very particular treat just even on the the language of it nice uh what's his name i'm drawing a blank william defoe not william defriend william defoe oh. he is that's like might be one of my favorite roles of his because he's just oh, such wow. a i um, don't hmm yeah i can't you, you gotta watch it but it's it's a totally metaphorical piece of filmmaking, so it's very a lot of surreal imagery, and you're not totally sure what exactly is going on and what's real and what isn't. But who William Defoe is playing, we can talk about it some other time. But it's just it's incredible. So we then watched one during the day while I was doing a little bit of work at home and we watched behind the curve. Uh, that's the documentary on flat earthers. Have you seen that? Oh no, not yet. (laughs) It's not as good and it would be really hard Ah. to compete with uh, king of Kong. Oh yeah. But it is very much like that where it's following these people around and you're like, Holy shit. This is how serious they take this. And they can say that with a straight face and like not even doesn't even occur to them that what they just said was absurd. Yep. (laughs) And so it's very entertaining on that level. But I think for me personally, the flat earth QAnon crystals heal the forest way of thinking these days has really worn me out. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I got really burnt out by the end of the movie, just like listening to this nonsense. No, like, cause it's not even like the science is being denied enough on points that are actually somewhat shifty maybe. And that's one thing that is just stupid. This is not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, yeah, yeah, I get you. Well, We'll get into this meme section a little bit later, but one meme I came across, but I didn't save it, so I'll have to paraphrase it, was just the funny thing about today is people sitting on an electrified piece of plastic and metal, sending incredible amounts of information over the airwaves through satellites and all that, just so they can read an article about how science is a bunch of lies. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it. like religion or anything else or politics. It's like you'll consume every bit of it that confirms what you believe mm-hmm. and then just throw out the shit that bothers you or offends you. Exactly. And just like, well, and it's like, no, you got to kind of like, that's the whole point of science is to keep asking questions and keep testing things and there are some things that have been tested so much and so relentlessly through so many different fields of study that it is pointless to ask that question like gravity or evolution. Yeah. But yeah, there's all kinds of subtleties to those subjects that continually will be studied and questioned and should be. And that, yeah, that's science. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's about not being, too certain but feeling confident in study and research and data so, yeah you should anyway, feel dumb yeah. when you look at science and most of those people are like well i found this guy on youtube that makes me feel smart so i won science i'm smarter than science well and that's the insidious natures of the algorithm yeah of like all these different sites is uh you get that one video where like, hmm, that was kind of intriguing what he said about the Illuminati or whatever. But then YouTube just starts feeding you Illuminati videos and politicians are lizards and Hillary and Ellen get together every weekend and eat baby skulls. And yeah, 
you're just like, wow, it's just so easy to get sucked into these weird things, which we watched that. Uh, it's Channel 5 News now. It used to be All Gas, No Breaks. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't remember if we talked about this much or not on here, where it's like he will go visit all these like crazy groups like furries or flat earthers or QAnon or Trump bikers for Trump or something like that. Yep. And when you whittle it all down, it seems like you're either team aliens or your team anti-Semitic hardcore Christian. And those seems to yeah. be like the core of every little wacky belief system and group is it's <laughs> God versus the devil on one side and the devil's clearly the Jews. And then on the other side, it's like, no, like we're aliens and we're all an alien species and you have like different alien DNA in you that vibrates with a certain frequency in the universe. And yeah. And I'm like, fuck, both of these are insane, but I guess I got to go team alien. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> like the furries was the coolest group of people. It's they're, true. They're fucking wild, but I'm like, they're all pretty friendly and smoke a bunch of weed and don't really seem to care if you buy into what they are selling. So that's, that's kind of why I part. think I can kind of ha- handle it. Yeah. But, you know, and it's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with going down a rabbit hole of what is this really all about? Or maybe there's something to this that we don't know, but I think that's the difference is, you know, if you're smoking pot and just, yeah, how, how does all this, all of this work? Like nothing wrong with that. But if you become the guy who gets mad at your friends because they're not truthers like you are, or, you know, it's just like, dude, fuck off. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you could be a little frustrated that people didn't look into something the way you wanted them to. But to to get mad at people for accepting the generally agreed upon narrative. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I don't have time to like question everything, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's probably some legit. 100% true conspiracy things like a good example would be uh what's this Epstein yeah I think that was one of those things where we all agreed like man somebody in power had him killed yeah and I think we can all more or less kind of agree upon that and like the uh the bombing of the boat I can never remember the name of it uh to start the war in Vietnam how that came yeah. out later that was like no oh, yeah we just needed something to help kickstart it uh-huh so shit definitely happens but it's like once again you need data and confirmation that you can't use anecdotal stories or this one youtube video like there is way more to research than just reading a book or watching a couple youtube videos or reading an article or two yeah i think you have the same amount of knowledge as somebody who's studied it made it's their life study that's insane right well and i mean that obviously bleeds into covid and the vaccine and all that but we don't even need to do that because you probably all heard about that plenty so obviously the movie behind the curve you know had me feeling things and thinking about things so i gotta give it credit for that i guess there was a really good point at the end and spoiler but whatever where the main guy they're following is like the main speaker at one of these conventions and all that stuff. And I think one of the filmmakers is like, um, you spent all this time building a career in a community out of being a flat earther and you continue to question it, which was good. But if you ever came across the information that was good enough for you to say, oh, I guess the world is round or a sphere, then would you even be willing to leave now that you've built your whole life around this? Like you would be alone and you're already like an outcast from the conventional way of thought, which is that we do live on a globe, but you'd be an outcast with your flat earther friends too. 
And then you just see him like kind of put his head down and stare into the <laughs> middle distance. And that's how the whole thing ends. Hell yeah. And you're just like, yeah. I think that's a lot with like religious belief, conspiratorial belief, is that you find a community or you find self-importance in it. And so even yeah. if you did get to a point where it's like, oh, got proven wrong, you're, you're not going to leave. Oh no! Because then you'd be alone, and nothing's worse. Yeah. Some people like being alone more than others, but humans don't seem to do too well when they're outcasts or alone. Nope, I don't know. Which is the whole thing. That's the great debate about some of these Trumpers or QAnon folks or anti-vaxxers. Is it's like clearly we're doing them a disservice by pushing them to the fringes of society and making them even worse but when you're that volatile potentially violent and just angry how do you keep somebody like that in society and around everybody else and help them kind of get back to a, some kind of normalcy yeah you don't you kick them out and you start <laughs> taking away their their ability to communicate with each other and get crazy facebook should totally be censoring those idiots yeah sure. well and that's facebook you know <laughs> yeah and that's their thing that that's not the government anyway so they can do whatever they want no well, yeah free it's like when you're company. just down going to the grocery store it's like well clearly they need access to all this but quit spitting on the vegetables oh yeah so i don't know it's bizarre but nobody should be spitting on vegetables we can agree on that you should go to jail no matter what you believe but the lady <laughs> with licking the door window like all right, you're not hurting anybody. I guess she no can do that. Gonna but, like, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like you're clearly disrupting the social fabric. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting question about, yeah, how much do you try to help them get back? Because yeah. it's clearly better for society. Or do you like, nope, just fuck. We got to start building up some fucking walls and get rid of these motherfuckers. Like, clearly that's not well, the that, best, That's their but, method. Yeah. <laughs> but they like, they're making us want to do it to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, then the next day we watch Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. That's basically the South Park joke of Russell Crowe where it's like, making movies making songs and fighting around the world yeah it's basically that the movie it was pretty solid though that being said um nice there's this nice little subsection of it where they go to the galapagos islands and this uh, doctor is researching the different species and the you know the the relationship between russell crowe the master of the ship and then this science guy and how they get along was kind of was pretty good nice. um then we were like oh they made an american psycho 2 called all american girl with jackie from that 70s show Ooh. um what's her actual name oh mm. shit me me uh mila kunas mila kunas yeah <laughs> Um, that movie's it's on that level of like tiptoes where it's like it's so bad that it's like kind of entertaining but it's it's ridiculously bad but the sound like one particularly funny part about it is we had the subtitles on and so it would read the lyrics to the songs and the soundtrack mm -hmm. and man like the lyrics were so incredibly bad for every song it was amazing <laughs> that they compiled that many songs that have generally a pretty good 90s singer-songwriter vibe. Mm -hmm. But when you just read the lyrics, you're like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I would quote some if I could remember any off the top of my head, but I can't right now. But uh, the movie also has William Shatner in it. Nice. Um, as a perverted professor and uh, all I will say is that one review on Letterboxd for this movie was Shut Up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty awesome. Nice. 
So down to the last five. Try to go really quick. Uh, then we watched Natural Born Killers. Have you seen that? Good one. Yeah. Okay. Been a long time. That's a good one. Yeah. It was rewritten, but it was written by Quentin Tarantino first. I think that helped him fund uh, Reservoir Dogs, or or maybe it was Pulp Fiction. I I think I jumbled that up. But uh, oh, Oliver cool. Stone, crazy weird director, uh, classic movie. Uh, then we watched Blazing Saddles, and oh, that was, was my fun. first time watching that. Oh yeah, forgot you'd never seen that. And it was it was solid. Um, yeah, definitely interesting watching it with today's context. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of racial jokes. I think, you know, you know what time it came out and what they were trying to do with it and what they were trying to say, but yeah, there, there's a couple ones where it's like, I know I had some buddies growing up that would laugh a little too hard at some of those jokes. Like, yeah, you're like, mm. <laughs> actually, that was just the dude being a piece of shit. I, I wouldn't say that was very. That's not the funny clever. part. <laughs> but I think the funniest part is the they're the singing at like the very start of the movie. Mm-hmm. We're like, do one of your songs, and they do the like Gershwin like beautiful barbershop harmony. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that that cracked me up. And they're like, what, what, what the hell? No, no, no. This song we know, like, <laughs> town races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the, yep. But it, it was great seeing Gene Wilder. I hadn't watched something with him in it for uh, for a minute. And I just, he's one of my favorites. And he's hilarious. Have so you ever good. seen uh, Haunted Honeymoon? No, I haven't. So that's one and i haven't seen young frankenstein so i'm gonna save those for october the my favorite time of the year the october scary movie fest or halloween movie fest yeah um so i think i'm gonna throw those two two in the mix for that month um then this is after neil left and i'm just like by my lonely again doing a little bit of work at home Threw on Predator. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just total pure 80s action classic. You're one ugly motherfucker. Good times. Then I, I'm going to start doing documentaries on Mondays. Documentary Mondays. And I watched this documentary on Val Kilmer. Um, he's a weird guy. Maybe a bit too woo-woo for my taste. But... Uh, he had some form of throat cancer or something like that. Oh. So now when he talks, it's like, I, I'm so happy and you love me. You know, like that. Yeah. Perfect impersonation. And Beautiful. he had a little brother that would make movies with him and he always wanted to be the actor in them. And that little brother passed away at one point but they had established the habit of filming everything. He always had like a handheld camera or something. Yeah. So he has just constant footage of him walking around with a camera. So he has all this really interesting behind the scenes footage of him on his various movies, like Batman forever and uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau and the doors. And uh, so it's, it's really kind of a time capsule of Val Kilmer's life and what he tried to do as an actor. And it's pretty good. Not the best. You have to be into Val Kilmer and those movies, I think to really value it, but I don't know, or, or be a little woo woo. And then maybe you'll love it. Yeah. But um, the last movie, last but not least, I watched raising Arizona. Oh, so good. I watched that not too long ago. Yeah, it was free on YouTube, and God damn it, I had to throw it on. It's just great movie. I kind of forgot how much I love the. Uh, who's the guy on the motorcycle? I don't know the actor's name. I don't like even the, know the if they demon the devil, whatever. Yeah, yeah he's just kinda. like the demon. But yeah, he's just like throwing grenades at little innocent bunnies. <laughs> For, and, yeah, 
so evil. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's all all of that, like the camera work of him and his like dream and the realization that the baby's been stolen. Like it's very cool, surreal camera work. Yeah, that's a, such a good movie. And it, I have such a crush on Holly Hunter. Oh, uh, the wife in Raising Arizona. You get me those babies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could uh, hook up with the down home girl like that. But uh, yeah, that was all the fucking movies in August. And nice. How, how much time does that leave us? That took a minute. How long have we been going? Oh, about an, a little under an hour, I'd say. All right. So, so uh, we'll just get into whatever you'd like to get into. Oh. I could be good here or we could do other stuff. I could go either way. Well, I did a, I did get up some little information. I thought if you wanted to talk about that trip I went on a little bit, I could yeah, toss out yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah. about that real quick. So where'd you go again? So I went to the uh, the Wind River Range. You ever heard about that place or Natty Light Seltzer, Ooh. Aloha Beaches, Mango Peach. Well, that sounds um, good. Sorry, what was your question? Have you ever heard of that? The Wind Rivers. What? It, what's your? Have you just? I've only heard, heard about ideas about it from you doing it yearly, but you know, I wouldn't like, know exactly where it's located or what it is exactly didn't hear about people like going up there with scout troops and stuff much haven't heard about it that way no i was very anti-scouts <laughs> i We're... tried everything i could to not pay attention when i had to go to that <laughs> i get that yeah but but cool so it's a so it's a mountain range that's it's, it's like kind of the sister range to the tetons okay um, so it's in wyoming it contains the highest mountain in wyoming gannett um and then also the third highest peak is Fremont Peak, which when you look at the range, that's the one that looks like it's the highest peak. I, for a long time, everybody thought that was the highest peak in Wyoming Ooh. and in the entire Rockies. They actually thought it was taller than any of the ones in Colorado, which they were way off there. But uh, the Grand Teton in the Tetons is the second highest peak. And the next like 13 peaks after Grand Teton are all in the Wind River. So it's like the big wilderness, like Tetons is a national park. This is a wilderness area. So you just go up, you sign your name in, and you start hiking. You have to walk like at least five to eight miles to get to like anything, like to get to the good stuff. So yeah, it kind of is a little bit different than other parks. You really have to backpack in there. Uh, see, it's the headwaters of the Green River, which runs all the way from up there, all the way down through Utah, uh, through Colorado, and then joins the the Colorado River and runs out to California. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing place. We were up there for six days and just hiked into a lake and day hiked from there. And we got rained on, got snowed on, got caught in a thunder blizzard. Uh, Did you get Edward snowed on? <laughs> uh, hey. And uh, our tent didn't leak because he wasn't in it. So it's a good trip. America's lying to you. Sorry. Wake up. Wake <laughs> up, Shable. Um, air gets pretty thin up there. It's not super high elevation. If you like, if like if we weren't from Utah, we might feel it a little more. <laughs> or not mm-hmm. it's not too much higher than where we are here so it does when you're way up at the high lakes you can feel a little bit of it but not too bad okay well hell yeah um yeah i know you you and your brothers love that spot i've heard other people mm-hmm. say that they really like it i seem to remember when trump was fucking with bear's ears um yeah i if i may i think i'll paraphrase something you said where you're like if he comes for the wood rivers, it's fucking over. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's on, like, man. Fuck you. I'm going full on. I'm going Greenpeace on it if he goes for the wind rivers. I'm going to go tie myself to something up there and <laughs> piss on your kids. Yeah. 
I'm not happy. They're all adults. It's fine. Yeah. Well, except for Baron, but he's like a little... He's fine. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. No. I'll, I'll let him... I'll give him the free pass until he does something. I'm sure he will. Holding like a elephant's tail or something. Yeah. Like fucking... <laughs> The blonde one, Eric. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that sounds like a good trip. Um, I really do need to re-engage with nature a bit more. I, as we may have mentioned on the show, ever since I did a wilderness program when I was younger, I've just I've been a lot more like city being in town like yeah let's go up and have a fire drink a little bit but if somebody wants to come home that night like all right i'll head in sleep in a bed (laughs) but you know there is i was reading some article actually this is this is pretty good um have to remember it off the top of my head i can we can revisit this next episode if we want to get into specifics but couple uh, scientists got together and were saying that there's a certain amount of outside time every human being should have and i think they said about a half an hour to 45 minutes outside every day or every other day something like that but then on the weekends you should have about two to three out in nature not listening to music or anything just out amongst that and Uh then once a year you should try to spend at least like three to four days yeah so i was like that was kind of interesting and then they were just talking about how it like can reset your circadian rhythms and uh you know get you out of the city noise pollution and all that stuff the light pollution and it really does like one thing you know i agree with you on the bed thing actually which i know is surprising but that's why i kind of like doing the backpacking thing is because you do have to make that commitment you're getting way out there and but it's like kind of type two fun like the hiking sucks there's no doubt about that like the actual walking with the pack on is the shitty part you get up there you day hike around without a pack it's a little better still i don't still don't like hiking them it's not fun to walk around that like the steep stuff it's hard but once you get there the views are amazing and then the thing is those last two days like before we're, we're thinking about heading out and then that day we decided we're like okay that's it like we were 12 miles in and we were like we're going we're going all the way out we're going home we're gonna go get warm food and beer and those things become the most amazing thing ever and it's kind of like in a way you never it makes you appreciate everything again you come back you're like ah youtube Ah, it's like when you wait a couple days to touch yourself exactly it's like way way for everything (laughs) just it's like doing that it's no fap november for everything in your life yeah no i do remember that about wilderness um when i did eight weeks and then when we got in a car like car being in a car moving was bizarre without walking right yeah you're just like what the fuck is going on and you could hear the little things going on in the car that you just don't hear yeah and we didn't do it then but we got back into mesa arizona it was at this uh, anasazi wilderness program Uh in uh tonto national forest we came back into the hotel i was covered in dirt it it looked like my parents had just picked up a homeless kid off the side of the street and just like we're gonna (laughs) shower him so i get in take a bath shower they go to get um a bunch of meat stuff from like wendy's like a triple cheeseburger and chicken nuggets and and i'm like I was warned to not eat all that because I hadn't been eating meat during the eight weeks and your body, I guess, quits producing a certain enzyme to digest meat properly if you go long enough without it. But I was like, fuck that. I'm eating meat. They got me that meal. I did fine. So whatever that means, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, got all clean and then I got in the car to go get some more treats and 
was like, oh, dad, can I turn on the radio? He's like, yeah. So I turned it on and there's like Slipknot playing, which, you know, may or may not be your favorite band, but it has like nine musicians in it. Yeah. And it's like the first time I'm hearing music again after like eight weeks. And I'm just like, fuck yes. Like you just hear every <laughs> little bit of the song. Nice. And like, it's, it's so bizarre to me how your brain will do that. Like if you're listening to music every day, it can kind of just like it just comes this like slog of sound but if you leave it alone for like eight weeks you're like holy shit i hear every intricate little thing going on <laughs> so yeah i get it yeah it's, it's like holding off on the nut exactly but the thing is we carry in a thing of whiskey so you still keep one fun thing from yeah, the other sure. world <laughs> What is that uh, Ned Flanders meme? When, Which one? When you're about to nut a read, but she keeps slobbing on the diddly. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. That's not quite the face he pulls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it sounds like a good trip. I'll have to keep that in mind. That's a good, good philosophy. But you don't have to backpack. You can go car camping for three days. It's the, totally the same thing. Sure. No, and I, I think that's what it is. I need to come back to Logan and just go up the canyon for a night. Have one of those little nice cushiony pad things. Oh, yeah. I can do do a night. Easy. It's just, you know, it's like, all right, let's get back into town. Yep. But um, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to get into on this episode? No, I think I'm good. All righty. Um, that was a long movie section. Um, it should tighten up quite a bit um, going forward, just because we've kind of taken a little break here. Yeah. Um, this, that being said, we got a couple other little shorter video things we're going to start doing on the channel. So make sure you're liking and subscribing on our youtube channel like you should just be able yep. to search the jacob wayne show um of Hit course like and subscribe the the audio too though on spotify mm -hmm. or itunes or wherever you listen all the podcasts um this is episode 43 um Ooh. do you got a title let's see i don't know we kind of just talked about a lot of movies I had a title for this week, but we didn't get into the subject. Obviously, Texas has just been an at the asshole kid <laughs> in the back of the bus, just like poking people and throwing paper airplanes. And and I was like, a philosophical debate about which state is worse. I know that they have their good qualities. I lived in one of them, but Florida versus Texas. Hmm. And we'll have to do that next time. But I was just going to have the episode be Florida versus Texas, but we didn't do it. So uh, would you just say this This is almost like another fireside chat? Yeah, fireside chat and movies. Yeah. Fireside chat and movies. There we uh, go. With that, um, that was a good episode. Glad to be back at it. Indeed, we'll be back more regular. Not going out of town anytime soon. So, absolutely. Well, all right. You have a good one. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F A K O S H K A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.
Welcome to the Dagger One Show.